Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. How are you? Welcome to your Life's Work podcast. It is day 23 of the big social media fast. I'm off the twits, off the face, off the Insta, reaching out intentionally to the people around me, the people I love, the people that surface and give me great big bubbles of joyness. Who gives you great big bubbles of joyness? And have you talked to them recently? Uh, I'm JR, JRMan.com, J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com, if you need a spiritual director or mentor. Today on the big show, Chris Conley, a friend of mine for 30 years. He's going to talk about how to paint a house in January and about how one of the best people that we know, uh, the two of us know, in our lives is all about giving love. But I'll hold that surprise. So for right now, here is Chris. Yo, you're live on the podcast right now. Even better. Do, do I have to speak English? No, you don't have to do anything. You only you only need thirty minutes. What do you? you, you certainly, you can shut your life down for thirty minutes. Yeah, well, you, you say that, but you you might be able to shut your life down for thirty minutes. <laughs> Doctor Conley, he's gonna struggle a little harder. You know. The, the world's gonna be a worse place for thirty minutes uh, if I shut my life down. What uh, what 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 are you do? What are you doing? Like right this minute as I call you, unannounced. Uh, well, I was surfing internet porn until you called. <laughs> well, so maybe then maybe you don't have thirty minutes. Um, okay. So, so listen to me. Up, so for our, yeah. for our listeners, tell us who you are. Tell us who you are. Cause you're live, dude. I'm rolling right now. So this is how it's going to go down. I'm going to, I'm published. Oh, no. Okay. How many, how many listeners are we talking about right here? We've got a couple hundred people listening to this podcast. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> come on, give us the, give us the, give us the quick shot of who you are and what you do. Okay, so uh, my name is Chris Connolly. I'm from Lewiston, New York, which is just north of Niagara Falls. And uh, professionally, I'm a granite fabricator, make granite countertops, and uh, been doing that for about seven years. And basically, I'm just an all-around good guy. You, you hear? You know, do you hear me laughing? <laughs> do you hear me? <laughs> Now, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If people are listening in Western New York State, and I do have a few, I have a few Buffalonians. I have, I definitely have a few Rochesterians listening. How okay, do they get okay. a hold of you if they want granite? And 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 specific. Wait, wait. Specifically, granite for what? Like everything, every need, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we pre- we we do probably ninety five percent is uh, granite kitchen countertops and, and bathroom vanity tops. We into a few outdoor bars or desks, things like that. But yeah, for the most part, it's countertops. Yeah. Yeah. How do they get a hold of and you? What's your, what's your deal? The easiest way to get a hold of me really is, uh, is just Google the granite shop. We, we keep it simple and we'll be, we'll be at the top of that list. Any, any, <laughs> any way you look at it, we're, we're number sources, but you can also, you can also just go direct to the uh, Granite Shop One. That's numeral one. 
Com. All right. Okay, so we're selling granite today. Okay, how long have you yeah, and baby. I... Thanks for the thanks for the shameless plug, my man. Oh, here we go. Let's we might as well do it. Let what? Uh, how long have you and I known each other? What what are we talking about? Are we talking thirty years yet? What? How long are we talking? Uh, to ninety? No, check it. Eighty. Eighty-eight. Eighty. Is when we, my my first you know my actually possibly even eighty-seven like my first year at Alfred was eighty-seven, and I know you were down at Alfred. Uh, so it was 88 or 89. 88, 89. So, so that's a long time. That's a long time, man. We've been through, like, I mean, and so, and just to fill everybody in, like, you and our relationship is one, like, we can call each other and pick up exactly where we left off. Like, it's like, yeah. n- there's no skipping of beats. Now, we also know that you're no. the, we also know that you're the cheap one of the relationship, too. You definitely well. are cheaper than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Pot. <laughs> I'm Kettle. You're black. <laughs> um, I I often I often see other friendships, and I really do Wait, hope. Let me, hey, can I just yeah, I, yeah, I go. For one go All ahead, right. go ahead. Uh, just for your listeners who who know you personally or have, have followed you, I, I want to tell you a little story about when John did his roof in Shaker Heights, Ohio. No, it was in it was in it was in Hudson, Hudson, Ohio. Okay, Hudson. Okay, all right, all right, all right. The details matter. So he he would go every Saturday morning at the crack of about (laughs) eleven to Lowe's and rent ladders and scaffolding and compressors and nail guns and get it all back to his house and set up by you know three no no later than two thirty three o'clock in the afternoon. Work until he was completely exhausted, 4, 4.30. Get up Sunday morning just in time to take all that stuff down and return it to Lowe's. So that that took place over maybe eight or nine weeks. (laughs) (laughs) What's the phrase? Tripping over pennies on the way to dollars or whatever? I mean, you probably gave Lowe's more than you would have given three roofing companies to do that. So... I'm not the only cheap one of the of the partnership here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the deal. The deal is I decided I could – the truth be told about the roof job was we got a book, and I can't remember if Di bought it or we got it for Christmas, but we got a book that was like all things home repair, and then I looked up – because the roof needed to be done. We we bought a 110-year-old farmhouse. Yeah, who got you that book and why? I mean, that, <laughs> that just seems like a mistake right off the bat. Well, so – but the idea was the pictures and the explanations made it seem like – Perhaps I would be able to do this roof, but uh, but fate, fate. Clearly, clearly <laughs> well, so the story goes. Here's the story. So I had a I was working at the NBC in Cleveland at the time, and I had a young guy working for me, and his and his name is Michael. And Michael said, "Oh, let me tell you something. We could do that roof in a weekend." And we didn't. And at one point, we were literally up on the roof, like trying to figure out flashing with the book in hand. <laughs> oh, beer! That's never. That's never a good. Never a good sign. Oh, yeah. One time, I, I, I won't digress too much. But a guy, when I had the cabinet shop, he he was a pretty good customer for a long time, and then he bought a huge kitchen from me, thirty thousand dollars or whatever. And invoice goes out. 
30 days goes by, you know, we get to the point where we have to start calling him and he's like, Hey Chris, we gotta, we gotta talk. So I always know what that means. He didn't have the money. He, he was honest about it. I mean, he sat down, Hey, I've been robbing Peter to pay Paul. I don't have, I don't have the money. And you know, maybe there's something we can do to work out. We'll see what happens. Well, I didn't have a good feeling about it. And maybe a week later, I saw him at Home Depot with his helper. And they were buying every how-to book that Home Depot sold. I'm thinking, oh, man, this is not a good sign. This kid's a general contractor. <laughs> buying every how-to home improvement book on the shelf at Home Depot. So that you're right. If you're on the job site and you got the book in your hand, it's too late. Well, you know, put the book away, get yeah. the phone out, and I've, call somebody. So it, it it occurred to Michael and I at one point, like, okay, we're just we're not going to get. And then poor Diane, like Diane is nice enough to not go. Hey, you guys really don't know what the hell you're doing. Can you get off the roof now? So at one point, so our our relationship starts with two other guys in tow, which were Della and and Dave. So the so the four of us had been together for like, you know, almost 30 years now. But truth be told was I don't what did I have a conversation with you about the damn roof and you were like, "Listen, we're just going to drive in and finish this thing in a day." And I was like, "There's no way we're going to finish it in a day." But damn, man, you can't cuz you know all about this crap. You came right in and yeah. and did the like I can remember you getting a whole section done in like 20 minutes and it took me Michael and I like 6 months. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a mercy trip. Okay, so another great story that I love uh I love is when you told me the story about how because you bought like at one point you were a big real estate magnet in Niagara Falls, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So you go and buy like what, thirty houses at one point? Like how many houses did you yeah. own it? Yeah. Forty. Uh, at one point at the peak I had forty houses. Okay. In, in Niagara Falls. So you have forty houses. And then you tell me the story about how you were painting a house in the middle of a of a Niagara Falls winter, right? Isn't that a real deal? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I I literally forgot about that. Yeah, in order to get a, in order to get a uh, an FHA loan, you need an FHA appraisal, and they just kind of check the boxes. And if there are any chipped or peeling paint on the exterior photographs when they make that appraisal, they check that box, and the loan does not go through. Gotcha. So they painted well. Here we are in January. <laughs> And, you know, it's not even like the last girl, uh, you know, and hold money until until spring when you get it done because the thinking is, hey, if this paint's really bad and water gets behind it, it's going to cause, you know, further damage that we won't even be able to know what it is. So, so yeah, so they basically say, no, you can't, you can't close this loan until you fix this paint. So we, we go out there and it might be the coldest day. I mean... We were having to heat the paint up in the car just to keep it from freezing. Oh and take small quantities out at a time and put it on. And I'm, I'm sure, in retrospect, it probably peeled right off. Yeah, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I would guess. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I would guess. I would guess. That's. I mean, that's that's fantastic. So, what do you do with like? And I don't even know if you want to get into it, but I, I was always fat. I can remember telling Della and Storthy one day. I can remember saying, "The guy I think owns like a hundred houses." And and then I, when we drove up to see you that one weekend, I was like, "Dude, what do you do with all these houses?" I mean, did it get obsessive, or did you just want to be Donald Trump in Niagara Falls? You know, you, it's funny you ask it like that. You get to the point where 
it just seems like it's so cheap you can't afford not to buy it in, in Niagara <laughs> Falls at the time. Before uh, that, that one house that you went through, I mean, that that house at that time, uh, it was like 4,000 square foot brick house. Um, I bought that for $1,500. You, you, you couldn't like, how can you say no to that deal? You know, right, and right. They, they just they just seem like they 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 stack up. By my wife at the time called me a, a real estate crackhead because I, I would I would just buy and then figure out what to do with it later. Yeah, yeah. Not I, not uh, a recommended business plan for any of you <laughs> potential real estate entrepreneurs out there. Yeah, I was gonna say what what were the lessons coming? Because now you don't. Do you still have a few houses or properties or no? No, no, I own the house I live in, and that I had one other one. I, <laughs> recently, I did pick up an, another house, but <laughs> the, just, just uh, it, the the lesson is is this: I had forty houses, and just assumed that the values would do nothing but go up, and that was right before things kind of crashed out in two thousand eight. So yeah. then I got caught in my pants, down, so to speak, and yeah. it was it was not pretty for ten years trying to get out of that mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. What's the so? What's the bottom line? Like, okay, because you know, you see these damn shows on, like, you know, all the cable networks about flipping houses, or you hear the advertisements in the middle of the night about some guy coming through your area. He's going to teach you how to flip. What's the big yeah. takeaway? What's the big like? If somebody's out there listening, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I want to get into real estate and flip." What's the takeaway? So, so here's what here's what I used to do, and this was, you know, maybe somewhat opportunistic. Uh, I would go to those seminars and find the guys that had the, the the biggest twinkle in their eye coming out and sell him a bunch of houses for probably more money than he should pay for them. Because these guys, if it sounds too good to be true, I really think it is. Yeah. If you watch the shows, just simple things. I mean, they'll tell you, hey, we bought this property for 100 we rehabbed it for 50 150, we sold it for 200. Well, on a 200,000 dollar house, you know there's going to be 14,000 dollar real estate commission. You know they, they don't even they don't mention that. You know there's going to be probably five or six thousand dollars in closing costs. You know, like they're painting a rosy picture. It's not. It's not always like that. So, I think. I mean, right now the economy's good. You can make great money flipping houses. It's a fun career. You know, you you're you're your own master. Do make the house any way you want it. And then if someone wants to buy it, they can. If they don't, they don't have to. But it's a lot of work. I mean, it's a good, I think it's a good avocation, but to do it full time is a, it's a, it's a serious business. Mm-hmm. I, I had a point where I was closing a house maybe every, every month. And it actually got to the point where it wasn't really even that much fun. Cause I'd get a big proceed check from selling one house and it would have already been spent on the next two houses that I was buying. I was just like a kind of a proverbial rat on a, <laughs> on a wheel. Right. Right. So, okay, so you have these 10 years where you're digging out, essentially, right? Yeah. So tell us us what, like, because, again, for me, knowing you as long as I have, and for me it's kind of an amazing story because I think you and I have both had definite seasons in our life where we've attempted something, and I don't even, listen, I don't use the word mistake anymore. I only use the word opportunity and I only use the words like transformation and like, like, because there's an authenticity and a vulnerability that you have when you strike out on your own. Because let me tell you something, I'll be super, super straight. There's a lot of people who play it safe. 
There's a lot of people who yeah. want to play under the radar, but then there's guys like you and I that are like, yo, let's, let's go out and really ride something and ride it as hard as we can. And you and I have, tell me yes. what you leaned on and the strength you had to dig out after those, t- like, like, what are you doing for 10 years to pull yourself? Cause now you you're successful as crazy. You got a business. You got a home. You've got a you got a living. What do we what, what living wife? Like what what are we what are we calling what are we calling that relationship? By the way, what are we calling? What, 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 a wife and a, and a mistress, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fine. You got a living wife slash mistress. It's the same woman. It's the same. <laughs> okay, so so we we have a family. We have a family. Yeah, yeah. What okay, are what are yep. you leaning on to get you through those? those 10 years where now all of a sudden Man, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you there was, there was two things, you know, I, we, we have a long history and I, I know kind of what you're doing now. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's appease that there's a certain amount of faith that you, you sometimes gets forced on you, you know, like, like you got, you're in the, you're in a shit storm and you can either, Find some kind of faith that things are going to get it better, or split your throat. That, that's pretty much your your two options right. at, at that point. And right. that, sometimes guys like me, hard headed, that that's where I got to get to to I guess step back and 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 let the change start to happen. Um, so that that was one thing. And then another is I was really surprised when I was down and out by. Uh, the people who stepped up and the people who stepped down mm. in terms of being my friend, you, you know, when you're, and, and again, I'm, I was no Donald Trump, but you know, in my, in my circle, I was a relative big shot for a while and everybody wants to be your friend. And then I was down and out and certain people still wanted to be your friend. They, they were your friend because they were your friend and other people, kind of disappeared you know and I, I was i was very surprised at some of the people that disappeared and i was uh pleasantly surprised at some of the people who seemed just like acquaintances but really stepped up hey man we know you're a good guy you know anything we do to help we you know we we would we would happily happily do to help you yeah yeah so it, so it's people at the end of the day it's like people yeah. that come alongside you and people that are like it's again, I don't think this is about throwing the mistake word around as much as it is, hey, who's in my life and who is supportive enough to know that it, that I can go forward and that I can yeah. keep going regardless yeah. of how bad the circumstances are or not. You know, when Di and I adopted three kids, like I sh- and I shit you not and this is a real part and I hear this among other adopted parents adoptive parents too. When we adopted those three kids, dude, there were a lot of people who kind of left our lives. They were like, "Yeah, we're out on that." And yeah. we were shocked because you would think it would be yeah. the other way around, but it, you, and the people too. It was the the people who you think, man, they're gonna be they're gonna they're gonna be wild about this idea. You know, they're gonna think this is a great idea, and you know, I can just you got visions. All oh, they'll come hang out and babysit. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, peace out, dude. Yes, you know, it, what yeah. the hell happened? Yeah. What, what what was that? You know. Yeah, it was the people at the end of the day, and, and, and I won't speak for Di, but I, at the end of the day, it was the people that became fans 
of what would happen to the family. Like they were fans of like, look at the opportunity this family now has. Those yeah. it wasn't the people that necessarily yeah. came and babysat or I mean yeah that was great and and if you want to babysit please call my number today and we'll make that happen but <laughs> yeah, it was right. it, it was yeah. I don't think they're babies anymore <laughs> yeah if you just want to guard the house please come over <laughs> yeah pistol permit yeah pistol yeah permit if you if you have if you have some kind of concealing carry you may come over and watch the house so but but it was truly the people that understood the opportunity and and so like I look at you you and i'm telling you man i'm gonna be straight up about you because i know you so well i mean you and i have cried together and laughed together and oh my gosh we prayed and and i mean we have remember you and me went to an amy grant concert i think right i mean that's how far we go back so anyway it's like if when you go to an amy grant concert with somebody you're friends for life that's how that goes yeah pretty much i never (laughs) i never doubted i never doubted your ability to quote unquote succeed. I, and, and again, I never knew like the real details of what was going on or not going on, but I never ever doubted the fact like I would walk it. Like the last time we saw each other over last summer, I walked into that shop and not only was I infinitely proud of my very dear friend, but I never doubted that this it, it, yeah. this wasn't a thing. Like I just never doubted it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I think you a good friend sees the person not for not not for the external circumstances, but how, how they're gonna how they're gonna respond to any external circumstances. You know, the the internal person. And I I, I know this. I don't know on Facebook, which I don't really spend too much time on. But recently, they had uh, um, like the last memoirs of uh steve jobs you know and he he uh he talks mostly about all the success you know the perceived success that he had and how how little it meant to him laying in his deathbed you know but what did mean uh, the world to him at that point was his friends and his family and i i've got a i got a friend um in my neighborhood sort of next neighborhood over and professional athlete, you know, got everything that anybody could ever want. I mean, literally, every guy I know growing up would have aspired to be this person, and and that person is miserable, you know. And and in the summertime, we sit on my back patio, and I'll have five or six or seven couples over, and we'll laugh, belly laugh, until our stomachs hurt all night long, you know. And I consider myself one of the richest guys in the world yeah, as a result of having those people in my life, you yeah, know, 100%. And, and I, I, you know, it's not a cliche. I, I wouldn't trade my life with, with this professional athlete for all of tea in China. You know, like, like I, I know there's probably professional athletes out there, very happy, content lives. I'm sure there are, you know, but it's not, it's not everything, yeah. you know, and, and really like you, you nailed it with the people, man. It's, it's, it's just so easy to go through your life and just, have acquaintances and not not really get to know them and not enjoy their company and and take the time to stop worrying about all the details and just sit down and, and laugh you know have a good time okay so with that and and i only run 30 minutes on these podcasts so we're at 22 and for the last eight minutes what i want to do is i want to talk about a guy that you and i love very dearly which is elliot and huh. now, now, can, can, now, I mean, obviously, can, I mean, we can talk about Elliot, right? That's cool, right? Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's, so it's, it's his favorite topic. Yeah, of course it is. So <laughs> so the first time, well, when when uh, me and the boys came up to see you, uh, you were living by yourself in that house in the neighborhood you live in now, and across the street was a house with a trampoline in the back, and oh, yeah. I, and there was a guy out there jumping on that trampoline for what seemed to be like hours, hours, and hours. And so I, I looked at you and I say, hey, who's the guy jumping on the trampoline back there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that would be Elliot. So, uh, so tell tell us about Elliot because Elliot, it turns out, is not. I mean, he's kind of famous. I mean, he he like oh, at, at one point he had national news coverage. So tell us about Elliot. Yeah, he's he is uh, now he's thirty years old and he has uh, Williams syndrome. So it's somewhat similar to Down's, just a little bit of a I don't know different chromosome or whatever. But it, it's it's he's probably. Uh, higher functioning by you know normal standards than than a, a Down syndrome person. So he's real conversational, and I mean, William syndrome is almost like, in many ways, almost a blessing. I mean, the, the kid is without question the the most sparkling conversationalist most people will ever meet. He he literally has no shame or fear about meeting any any stranger. I mean his his famous line is, "Hi, I'm Elliot. I'm from Lewiston, and that's all it takes." And he's got someone engaged. I mean, that could be a cashier, uh, a stranger, uh, you know, wherever you bump into someone at a truck stop, and and he's just he's just got the conversation going. Yeah. Um, and he's my you know he's he's my son now. I mean, he's uh, the son of of Ann, my mistress' wife, and uh, yeah, <laughs> so he he lives with me now. He so. We met him that that weekend, and I don't think I, to this day, have ever fallen in love so quickly with another human being other than Elliot. Yeah. He is yeah, not only yeah. oh my gosh, not only is he a great conversationalist, but he's so loving and just so caring. And you know, we spent uh, time with you over the last summer. I was sleeping in his room. Sleeping in his room is another story, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you showered up pretty good before you left. Yeah, let me <laughs> let me tell you, I came home and dry cleaned myself. But that's again, that's another story. So. <laughs> So, so, um, so, but, but here's the deal. He truly is the mayor of Lewiston and yeah. he doesn't go anywhere without knowing anybody. And then a couple, what was it? A couple Christmases ago or three, four Christmases ago. Yeah. He, been, I think it's been, I think it's four or five years ago. Yeah. So, so four so or five years. Wegmans, yeah. Go. He, was in, he was in the the supermarket and, you know, around Christmas time. Sometimes you just don't know where to go with the cart. No matter where you put it, you're in somebody's way. So he's watching the cart and just went around the lane to get something else. And some guy made some kind of a derogatory remark towards him. You know what I mean? A stupid freaking kid or a retard or, you know, called him something bad. Yeah. And it kind of put him into a funk. Yeah. So driving home to try to cheer him up. And his mother said, uh, what, what, what do you want for Christmas, Ellie? Cause it's, his second favorite holiday and he he thought about it for a minute and he said you know what this year I just want to get a hundred Christmas cards well she posted on Facebook there's a girl locally who works for the the local Adelphia news place and she grabbed a hold of that and, and made a little story out of it and it just I mean if 
that was a textbook going viral. I mean, that within probably a week, like I was on the phone with um, Diane Sawyer explaining the situation, you know, and he ultimately got over 10,000 cards from, I think, <laughs> I think every continent and, and, and uh, many, 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 many countries. 10,000 yeah. cards, 10,000. Yeah. 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 And so I'm the greatest part for me of this story is I'm sitting because I was still producing over at Fox in San Diego. So I had known the story. So I the story came up on satellite. And of course, every television stations, you know, hooked into some new news service. So we got the package. So we have the package. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I looked at, and I had a I had a four, four and a half hour morning show. I looked at every producer and I said, run it once a half hour. <laughs> so nice. We ran that pack. We ran that package to death. But that. But but here's the deal. That's not the guy's claim to fame. At the end of the day, his claim to fame no. is how much love that guy has for any one individual in front of him. Because that's the deal, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing yeah, he, here. Go ahead. Oh God. No, I was just gonna say in the. And and the another great part about it is the asshole in Wegmans like r- literally started the love ball rolling for yeah. an entire country, if not a few countries. So that's just awesome too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good lessons just in that. In what you just said. So he, I, I don't know that that kid. Uh, he, strangely enough, I mean, I I watch him in action. And just the way he he treats everyone exactly the same the first time he meets him. And he doesn't care about any of the external circumstances. I mean, he just, he has a genuine love for people. And you can't not recognize it. Like, yeah. you can't, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, if it's a, if it's a biker or, a, you know, a priest, he'll, he'll treat them exactly the same way. And they will respond in kind 99% of the time, you yeah. know, I mean, he, he really just, so there's, so I've learned a lot from the guy just how to, how to treat people and, and even how to treat strangers, you know, because we're, again, we're all, we're all at the end of the day in, in the same boat here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's wonderful when you open your stance to love and, uh, I've learned, you've learned, uh, your wife slash mistress, mistress, I'm sure has learned. Um, and, uh, and she's great. All right. It's 30 minutes. Part of my, part of this process over the next 40 days is to just reach out to people. Cause I'm going to, I'm off the social and it's to get, to get together with the people that I love and care for and that have met so much. You're one of them. I love you. I'm proud of you. I think you hit that. I, love you too, brother. I think you hit that jackpot when you got Elliot and Ann, obviously, and uh, I don't think you're good enough for the both of them, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> but, dude, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Bullshit my way into anything, man. <laughs> and you did a real good job, that's for sure. Uh, dude, thanks for picking up, uh, and I love no, you, man, buddy. Thanks for, the, thanks for the opportunity. Hey, if I want to tell Ann how nice I was talking about her, she can listen to the thing. How do I do that? I'm going to send you a link in about 10 minutes. My oh, man. All right. All right. All right, buddy. I love you All lots. Right, brother. Love to the family. All right. All right. See ya. Talk to you soon. All right. Day 23, the big wrap up. Thank you, Chris Conley, very much. Hey, again, if you need granite in Western New York State, if you're anywhere near Buffalo, he's your guy. Get it. 
uh, and you'll get that. Tomorrow, day 24, love you people all very much. Thank you for being along with my passion. Get off the damn social. Stop stop pressing on your phone and instead put your lips up to it and, t- and call somebody or better yet, go get face-to-face with somebody and and uh, and track on their lives. Find, ask them questions. Ask them questions is the best way to get the conversations going. Questions are always the best way to indulge in relationship. I love you. If you need me, I'm J-R-Man, M-A-H-O-N.com. You can call me, write me anywhere you need me. I'm a spiritual director and mentor. I would love to help. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow.